what it mean to me Capital, go and make that history I got a couple scholars to the left of me Buff and blue, so you know they need not check for me Welcome to GWSB Proud, a podcast that's all about why are you proud of GWSB? My name is Liesl Riddle and I am the Associate Dean for Graduate Programs here at GW School of Business. And I have the privilege of being able to sit down with GW alumni, faculty, staff, and students and hear about why they are GWSB proud. Welcome to the podcast today. In the studio, I am joined by MTA graduate from the class of 2016, Adam Richelieu. Welcome. Hi, thank you very much for having me. It's so great to have you back on campus, especially after the big news report that we heard that you have been named as Forbes 30 under 30. What was that like? Uh, that, was, that was definitely an awesome experience, especially uh, going through the program. Originally, there's certain mentors and people that you talk to that really mean a lot to you. And one person that uh, Lisa Narati, one of the staff members here, was able to put me in touch with, uh, Mike Disner with the uh, Detroit Lions now, but was with the Arizona Cardinals. He made the list five years ago, uh-huh. I think. Uh, so it was one of those things when I saw him on there, I always knew it was something that I wanted to achieve as well. So seeing that finally come to fruition, especially in my last eligible year at 29, that was uh, that was really cool. Oh, wow. Well, tell me too, how, were there certain faculty members here besides Dr. Lisa Narati that were particularly helpful to you when you were a student? Yeah, probably too long of a, a list to name, but one in particular was Mark Hyman. Mm-hmm. It's someone I, I still stay very close with to this day, have lunch occasionally with. Um, just the sheer knowledge base from such a, a humble man is just unbelievable. So he's uh, he's one in particular that's that's made a very lasting impression on me. Well, I know he's going to be here tonight uh, to, <laughs> to say uh, say hello to you. It's so wonderful to have you here to join us for our roundtable event, our signature student engagement event that we host several times a year where we bring alums like you back to uh back to campus to meet our students, our faculty, and our staff, and to learn and share and grow uh, together. But let's walk back a little bit in time. We're now here at the round table. You're on the other side. But let's reverse that. Go back to when you were first thinking about graduate school. What were you doing, and why did you think about GW? So I was originally pre-law in undergrad. I went to Auburn University for undergrad studies. Um, immediately after graduating, um, I knew that I wanted to either go to law school or possibly get into sports, but I was a little torn. Um, so I took a, a legal internship, but also worked for Auburn University Athletics. And just over time realized one was making me very happy, the other not so much. Um, but I'm originally from the, the DC area, so that was one of the first places I looked at, starting to look at programs, but it became very clear whether from DC or not. Uh, GW seemed to check every single box, even when I was doing more of the the national type searching as well. Uh, There's a number of tremendous programs out there, but GW gave so many opportunities for access to various industry uh, officials or various programs like the the Olympic trip, which I ended up taking to Rio as well. Um, It it just became very clear that the, the most holistic approach to searching for grad school, no matter how I viewed it, always seemed to lead to GW, so it became a, a fairly easy choice at the end of the day. So tell us a little bit more about Rio. That was a very cool class, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was amazing, yeah. 
Um, it, it was definitely a, a very intense couple of weeks just because of the amount of travel. Obviously, it's a, a foreign country with a different language, but I mean, the access the, the program gave us, uh, one of the, the real highlights for me was I was actually in the swimming venue for Michael Phelps final race oh, wow. yeah so that, that was a, a particular <laughs> highlight but even going up to uh, to see Christ the Redeemer and other landmarks that in your head you always imagine hey at, at some point in my life I'll go see this but uh, to be able to do that at such a young age through my grad program was a, a really cool experience so what were you actually learning about in the program so we were learning about how the IOC and the USOC works, the um, all the Olympic committees, and really what goes into the Olympic Games as well, the logistics behind it, the all the behind-the-scenes stuff that you never think about just watching it on TV, as much as commercials or little camera pans to show certain people working might say, oh, that, that seems like a cool experience. It's, it's interesting once you can actually get in there and see everything behind the scenes that even a, a Google search or even some research papers may not indicate to you. So it, it almost feels like being a part of a, a really uh, unique fraternity in a way to be able to, even some of the people I went on the trip with that I'm still close with to this day, to be able to know some of the shared experiences that we had and that we got a very unique perspective that very few people have access to. Was there a sort of surprise uh, moment that you experienced? Was there anything that you really learned from being able to go behind the scenes that you didn't know before? Uh, honestly, I feel like there was uh, there was one almost every single day. But uh, I mean, the the one tricky thing about Rio in particular is that the the security concerns, given a lot of different other talks that were going on, either with Zika or potential South American whatever might have been happening down there. It, it was really cool to see how all the countries kind of came together to, mm. to figure out how to set everything up so that all the, the athletes felt safe and that everyone was was able to have the best experience possible because Rio turned into legitimately the most magical city, especially uh, there's one night we were sitting at this restaurant with Lisa and a lot of the other uh, people in the program as well. And we ended up talking with this uh, student from Belgium and it turns out his dad was a part of some Belgium committee and ended up exchanging information. Even when we got back, one of, uh, one of my classmates was really interested in that whole experience. Uh, started communicating with them. I think they ended up getting a job uh, through that as well. But again, had, had Lisa not been there to point us in the right direction, say, hey, you might want to go talk to these people, mm -hmm. we wouldn't have been able to have that experience. So you focus on sports management um, in your MTA degree. Now we've actually have the new Masters of Science in Sports Management sort of separate. Of course, after I leave. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because you inspired uh, inspired <laughs> us and, uh, and gave us great insights on why that would be valuable. Um, but so I'm wondering if you could share with the audience a little bit about how you see sports management. Why is it needed and necessary to have something distinct from an MBA degree or some other type of typical business degree that really truly focuses on the management of sport? Well, because the industry is so much different than other various industries. I mean, even the the difference, I don't work in marketing anymore, but when I took my first sports internship, it was with partnership marketing. And mm -hmm. to realize the difference between that versus some of my even undergraduate studies in marketing is night and day. Some of the things professors will tell you in business, never do this. That's how things always work in the sports industry or vice versa. Um, so with the sports industry in particular, there are so many unique traits 
that it, you almost have to focus solely on that if a long-term goal is to be deeply rooted in the sports industry itself. Mm -hmm. I mean, the one thing, uh, that one expression, the six degrees of separation that you hear in sports, it's maybe two. And anyone you need to know is maybe one or two connections away at most. Mm -hmm. um, so it's being able to know how to work all the various different segments of the sports industry as well. I mean, one, one class here that it almost was an eye roller at first to say, oh, I'm taking facility management. I cannot begin to tell you how many times that has come in handy. Really? Some of the knowledge I found out in there. Yeah, and it, it's stuff. I, I knew the whole time I wanted to work in salary cap player personnel. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one of those things you don't think about. Why would I need to know that? But even on uh, a game day or something, when you need to do some type of crisis management of some sort, knowing some of the protocols that the, the facility people do as well really uh, contributes. So again, being able to, to focus solely on how finance is different in sports versus in the modern business world or how marketing or whatever it might be mm -hmm. is, uh, is really important in my opinion. Kind of looking around at some of your colleagues in this industry, do you feel like the fact that you focused on sport in the degree program actually has helped you accelerate your career being uh, perform better than others that are playing sort of catch up with the industry specifics? Absolutely. I mean, there's some of the people I've run into, extremely smart, sharp people who maybe spent even 20 years outside in a different industry coming in, it, it always feels like there there is somewhat of a learning curve. Um, and there, it's natural, I think, with most jobs you have. I mean, my first job I ever had was at a youth league referee for one of the local house leagues. And mm -hmm. there's even a learning curve there. It's just a natural part of working. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I find the students who have a couple years to gain insight in various different areas tend to come in running rather than jogging. Mm. Well. Take us through when you graduated from GW, kind of what happened next and how has your career sort of advanced since then? Um, yeah, so when I originally uh, graduated GW, I was, um, I had already been put in touch with my current boss, uh, Mark Levin, who Lisa, of course, put me in touch with. Um, but right after graduation, I got the consulting gig with the NFLPA. I was still looking around a little bit. Um, and at that point, it, it just became very clear that that was a good fit for me. Um, but I even Mark Hyman was one person I, I talked to at length. I remember having about an hour-long phone call with him. I believe it was a Friday night, if I'm remembering correctly, which I was amazed that he even took that call. Um, but from there, started working through the options, saying, look, there's, there's certain gambles and risks that you can take, but th that's what the, the training has put me in a position to do. So from there, uh, Got the job as a contract analyst with the NFLPA uh, two years in. Got promoted to my current role as salary cap and contract manager, um, where some of the, the sports law studies that I took here have become uh, invaluable now with uh, Professor Zavian. Um, and then from there, uh, the, the Forbes thing happened this past year, which has been amazing. Um, but otherwise, it's, uh, it's still a, a trek going up. It's one that uh, GW definitely prepared me for. So the Forbes thing, what is all involved in that? I mean, you're, you're mentioned in an article. Does, is there anything else that goes along with that? Uh, as far as what may come as a result of yeah. it? or uh, I mean, it's definitely been uh, a bit shocking. I've been a person that likes to stay off the Internet. I typically don't have social media. It can be somewhat of a bad look in the salary mm -hmm. cap world. Just everyone's worried about leaks and other things. It's just best to avoid it for your own career path. Um, but it, it's been kind of interesting that all of a sudden uh, all these Forbes articles are coming out. And the, I grew up in Alexandria, Virginia, right across the water. 
Uh, so the Alexandria Times reached out to me and Alexandria Living Magazine. Um, it's nice to, to get that kind of exposure when you feel like you've, you've mm -hmm. put in the hours. Um, one of the, the really cool things was when I made the list, they had a, a launch party up in New York for just the listers themselves. Um, which was very cool to be in a room with with that much brain power um, and with a lot of people who are doing such amazing things, not just here but globally as well. Um, some of whom live in DC working in either law and policy or healthcare. There's one other sports member who's here in DC, so we've we've had a few uh, a few dinners already, which is nice. But just uh, the ability to network, which again is is something learned here in great spades, but. Uh, uh, all that experience has just been absolutely incredible so far. Well, that's really, it really is so fantastic. Um, so if you could also paint a picture of our, for our audience, I think some folks would be coming from outside the Washington, D.C. area. They may even be coming from outside the United States. If you're a sports fan, why is D.C. a special place to be? <laughs> it's the access to sports, really. I mean, the, when you were asking earlier, why was GW such an uh, attractive location for uh, sports masters program. It, uh, honestly, we're, we're walking distance from the NFL Players Association, my current employer. You're a long walk or a short metro ride from Monumental, which is the Caps, Wizards, and Mystics. Uh, Nats Park is a short ride away. I mean, the uh, Redskins Park out in Ashburn you can drive to. There's so much access to sports here. Even Baltimore is a short hour train ride from here. Um, it, there's so many high-powered uh, either unions or clubs here that it, if you're looking for that one internship to get your foot in the door, I mean, the DC was one of the best places. You know, there, there's obviously a number of cities that are great. Um, LA and New York have great access as well, but DC, particularly with the, the public policy aspect here, which is something my organization does a lot with as well, mm -hmm. it gives you a unique leg up that no other city does. So I, I think that is a, a significant thing to mention. So. Uh, when it comes to Super Bowl time or, or those types of, of times during the, the football season, are you under a lot of pressure by your friends to give them insider information so that they can better place bets? Always, always. Yeah, no, it's um, <laughs> no, it's been kind of strange because um, yeah, I used to love playing fantasy football, but I, I get the waiver wire reports early, so I, I can tend to tell if a guy's injured or not. I, I speak with the agents, so I tend to have a little insight. So you're always worried about... Um, you work really hard to get to a place where you're happy in your mm -hmm. career, um, and I've been I've been fortunate enough to hit my stride this early, uh, it's, so it's not really worth risking. Um, so even something like fantasy football isn't really in the cards anymore. But it's uh, it's been pretty fun. Occasionally, you might be out at a bar, you might be somewhere else at an event, and somebody's talking about football, and I tend not to talk too much about my job. Um, so it's kind of funny when you get in a football discussion with someone and they might start questioning your uh, your information or your knowledge base and you just sort of sit there and nod a little bit and then just move on Have with the conversation. Have a poker face, right? Yeah, when yeah. you work in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <That's great. laughs> well, uh, you know, it makes me wonder too, I think, in so many ways, when you're looking back now, where you are now and the steps that, that you took what do you think was the best decision that you made? And was there a decision that maybe you wish you could have done differently if you were to do it all again going back to graduate school? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say there's one specific decision above all else. Um, what I like to tell people, especially GW students who reach out, they always ask, you know, what, 
what does it take to really get ahead? And I tell them you have to be willing to sacrifice things that all your friends are doing as well. Um, I graduated undergrad at 22 and you know, spent another year down there, but immediately moved home. So I was 23, I was broke, I was living at home, which a, a lot of people do. Um, but you know, you start seeing friends getting really high paying jobs and they're going out and enjoying themselves. They have their own apartment, all this independence. Um, and that time when I originally started grad school, I mean, I, I was interning for the Redskins at the same time. So I would wake up at 6 a.m. I would drive an hour, hour and 15 out to Redskins Park. I'd work there until about 4.30, drive an hour and a half through traffic into the city, um, and then take classes until maybe 9.30, 10 at night. I'd go home, do homework, and then I'd spend about an hour and a half working on a personal analytics project, which ended up getting me hired mm. at the NFLPA. So when I say that one decision that was the best thing I ever did, it would probably be deciding to, to make those sacrifices. Um, because it's a mm. brutal, brutal industry in some ways. Mm -hmm. the, the competition is really high. There's a lot of really smart people and there's also some very well-connected people. So you have to go 100%. I mean, in, um, in football, the, I played football growing up and one thing they always told you is you have to go 100% because if you're going 90 and the other person's going 100, it doesn't matter if you're bigger, if you're faster, if you're stronger, you're the one that's gonna get hurt or you're the one that's gonna lose. And in sports, particularly mm -hmm. my field, you've gotta go 110 because there's someone like me out there who was sacrificing those nights with you're trying to go out and flirt or whatever it might be. Like you gotta understand I'm at home in front of the computer working my tail off. So um, it's really, I, I think putting in those hours, just knowing even what five years have done for my life, just mm -hmm. that that was the, the best decision I made. Um, and uh, there's always things I wish to answer the second part. There's always things I wish I could go back and change. I feel like most people are that way. Um, I kind of wish I had attacked this a little sooner, but to some extent, like waiting as long as I did till I was 23, 24 to really make up my mind here was a good thing for me. Mm. It allowed me to really get some perspective on what I had out there. Um, Cause I actually, the first job I had out of undergrad was as a phone salesman too. I was working at a local wow. Verizon store, just doing that. Um, <laughs> And frankly, it, it helped uh, put a lot of things in perspective for me about what I wanted, what I wanted to be, and all that. So um, yeah, I definitely wish I'd gotten in a little earlier. Who knows, uh, some other doors may have been presented or maybe the same door just a little sooner, but uh, nothing about this path has uh, has been a regret of mine other than that, so. Well, you've given some shout outs to some faculty. Are there any fellow classmates that you might want to acknowledge that helped you get where you are today or at least made it a fun adventure? Depends. How long do you want this podcast to be? <laughs> no, no, um, no th I mean, there's some of, uh, I actually met uh, some of my really, really close friends for this program. Uh, Ryan Hickey, who's up in New York City now. Ryan Ferrazavik, who's in Toronto. Uh, Caroline Horn with the Washington Nationals now. She's she's a hot shot. Um, but uh, three people in particular I want to shout out would be my uh, my three teammates from the National Sports Forum Case Cup competition. Uh, Lisa actually chose the four of us to go out to Portland in 2016. We actually won the whole thing. Wow. And we're happy to bring that home for GW. But um, Edwin, Allen, and Tiffany, those, those three were unbelievable. Um, you know, I'd, I've always been very confident in my abilities, but to be on a team where I feel like I'm far and away the 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 worst person on the team or the fourth best, we'll phrase it, um, what I think really speaks volumes uh, just to what 
a high opinion I have of those three. Because even Alan, who's working for Aramark now, is one of the single smartest people I've ever met. Granted, he, he's a UVA fan, and he uh, he let me have it after UVA beat Auburn in the Final Four last year. But but no, the, those three in particular, uh, again, Edwin, Allen, and Tiffany have, have really meant a lot to me, especially given our uh, experience in Portland. We know this podcast is called GWS Be Proud, so I am curious what moment or what characteristic about GW makes you particularly proud to be part of the community? Honestly, the, the alumni base, really. I mean, you see the, the people that are produced here. It, it's really fascinating. Uh, there's a lot of times, even whether it be uh, a sports conference or just even someone I meet that I'm really impressed with. And one of the first questions you, t- you tend to ask people in the, the business world, where did you go to school? It's amazing the number of times I've been really impressed by someone and all of a sudden, where'd you go to school? Oh, I went to the George Washington University. Of course you did. Um, so that, that's, uh, that's one thing that, that really I take a great deal of pride in is to be a part of that, uh, that fraternity. Um, but I will say one of the, uh, when you mentioned Forbes earlier, one of, the, one of the proudest moments for me seeing that come into fruition was uh, the second Lisa found out, she started tweeting out. She did. So proud of. Uh, yes, she did. So proud of me, and that was uh, that was really cool. Especially um, one big thing that I think sold me when GW made my my finalist list as far mm-hmm. as which school I wanted to go to, is I remember having lengthy conversations with Lisa on the phone. I had never even met her in person. Um, she was just this name at this point. She she seemed to take such a genuine interest mm-hmm. in uh, not only me but my future as well. So. Um, seeing all these years later and knowing not just that my program director wished me congratulations, but n- based on my interactions with her and my experience with her, knowing how genuine that happiness was, was, was really something profound for me. Well, that is, that's really great to hear. I think that's one of the, the special things about this program and many of our programs. We have very passionate faculty directors that do it year over year because it gives them that opportunity to see students like you come through the program and do amazing things out there in the world. And then you get to come back and be on the other <laughs> side of the table, like tonight uh, in our roundtables, where we have 13 different really fantastic alumni across different industries coming back to share their expertise uh, and experience with our graduate students from across our program. So thank you so much for taking the time to come into the studio today and to join us for our roundtables. Thank you for having me. What it mean to me? Capital, go and make that history. I got a couple scholars to the left. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening today. Shout out for music credit to Plantain Poppy, also known as Michael Ferrier, GW Class of 2020. See you next time to learn more ways we are GWSB proud. Hell to the blue, shaking the nipples when the team come through. Had the hell to the buff. Hell to the blue, shaking the nipples when the team come through. Come through. what it mean to me? Capital, go and make that history. I got a couple scholars to the left of me. Buff and blue, so you know they need not that for me.